0: It is here. It is time. Only one thing can prepare you for the bi apocalypse, and that is the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, with my brothers, the only two twins that give you double that fantasy goodness, Michael and Jason Petrop. Yay, yay, we are back, baby. Hello, everyone. It is the Bipocalypse week, six buys today, and I am here with the only two twins that are preparing you to win even though your team is half on the bench, Michael and Jason
1: Petrao. You know, me and Jason you, had no idea that beginning was coming.
0: We, you didn't.
1: And I saw your faces, like, go from really
0: skeptical to, to liking it while it was happening. That's, That's exactly,
1: exactly what happened. Exactly what happened. <laughs> like, you were like... <laughs> your face, on is... the other hand, from the start was ecstatic. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I
0: was so excited about it. I, I, I saw the, I, the twins... Oftentimes, I would say 90% of the time in this world start things with a skeptical look on their face. That's just how they are. And that's why they're so good at fantasy. But um, yeah, it's always nice to have the twin, see the twins eyes light up and like, Oh, this is actually a good idea that they like. (laughs) Oh, it's happening. Um, But we're calling this the bypocalypse because the most teams on buys that you're going to have. And not only do you have the most teams, you have a lot, a lot, a lot of fantasy viable players, Patriots, Broncos, Eagles, Redskins, Jaguars, Texans, all on the bye. Each of those teams have two to five, maybe even six fantasy viable players on the squad. So a lot of starting lineups and a lot of first place teams to last place teams are going to be affected by these buys this week. So the only place, the only place, although there's a lot of pretenders out there, the only place that could possibly set you up for this. Is the broader Fantasy Football Podcast. So thank you for joining us. Before we get started in our weekly uh, preview episode, we want to thank our sponsors, Red Cup News, at Red Cup News on Instagram. It is your number one source for everything college football related and college related in general. Go check out some of their funny videos and also check out their website, redcup.com, where you can check out us. We are their official fantasy provider. So, you know, people helping people go check that out. And also, of course, thrivefantasy.com and the Thrive Fantasy app. Shout out to those guys. Uh, they have a great app going. We love playing that game. It's a daily fantasy game that's based on props. If you don't know what a prop is, it's like over under a yardage total or a touchdown total. And you pick 10. They have point values. The highest point values win prizes. Not only can you win prizes, you can win prizes without even using your own money. Use the promo code BROTO. That's B-R-O-T-O, promo code BROTO, and you can get $10 free on your first deposit of $10 or more. Me, Michael, and Jason all have teams in... Excuse me, in Thrive Fantasy and in the Thrive Fantasy app, and we are yet to use our actual real life money because we just keep. Yeah, I can't say we win every time because we don't. That'd be a lie. But we just we've won enough where we're still in the. We're still only using Thrive's money against them. Yep. So shout out to them, uh, and shout out to you guys and who has signed up for the app. If you haven't signed up for the app yet, I don't know. What I don't know what you're waiting for. Go do it. Put in the promo code. BRO4. You know what I
1: decided I'm gonna do. Uh, we've gotten a couple of requests, and honestly, I've just forgot about it. I'm gonna timestamp stamp these games so people could go back and listen we've gotten a couple of requests about that and we haven't done it yet so i'm going to do it this episode listeners so if you want to go back check out the description on I'll, I'll have the games timestamped. so as you could i want you guys to know this because what a guy we're
0: we're brothers so we noticed the little intricacies and quirks that each other has. so i'm gonna throw this out there because this is a petropolis trait not just a michael thing it was clear that that you were only in your own head and you weren't listening to a word anyone was saying just now.
1: No, I was listening. To you, you were not listening to anything. That came out of nowhere. Because we're about to start. That came out of absolutely nowhere. Yeah, we're about to start. I'm looking at my list of my notes and I'm like, let me timestamp these. I've been wanting to do it for the past like three weeks since I've, well, I got, I've gotten a couple requests. The time is facing you. Yeah. So it's that, I looked at the time and I was like, it's perfect. I'll timestamp the games. Johnny is, is
0: notorious for people around him are having a conversation, then he'll just fucking pop out of the out of nowhere with a conversation. You're like he this kid's been in his own head for two minutes. Yes that's the word I said. Hibbid a hoopla I hear a word you said. And that's of course Michael's second specialty, remembering every single line from every single movie ever made.
1: You gotta do what you gotta do Um
0: oh <laughs> down goes what the Yo, hell just Tim, happened.
1: Tim just made a spectacular catch. Yo, didn't I? <laughs> the mic and the mic stand fell. It's like uh, held up on an angle. You could see it in our videos. Yeah. And it fell, and Timmy caught it by the mic, and it did not fall. One-handed. Good yes. work. Good I work have, there, Tim. I have best, good, best catch you've ever made. I have
0: good reflexes. I made a couple good catches this weekend. You guys both weren't there. A couple dives. Yeah. yeah crushed me. Yeah, not yeah, me I, there. yeah, I did. Dough for one. All right. I'm going to pause my, this. It's because my wife was <laughs> there. Yeah, let me fix I'm this. I'm going to pause this so you can fix <laughs> the, <laughs> the mic. And just like that, the mic is back. Without you guys even knowing. Just like from just the... Like
1: Review episode. That's it. The special guides I'm still OD. Marvelous. OD upset that I lost that bet to Timmy. Yeah. The Ty yeah. Johnson and McKissick. If you haven't listened to the review episode yet, what are you doing? <laughs> Go listen. And I,
0: Michael lost the bet that counts towards the bets at the end of the year, so I'm ecstatic about that. Uh, All
1: right. That's one more than Timmy had. Kind against. of kind kind last of year. Nah,
0: nah. I was in second place. I had wins. Jason had almost no wins.
1: Whoa. Whoa. I just, remember going, <laughs> I just remember going like 30 and one or some shit. So, all right, yeah. So you're a pansy. How
0: about we get into these games, eh?
1: Let's do it. All right.
0: So the Chargers at the Raiders is the Thursday night game. Let's start on the Chargers side because actually I want to bring you guys up behind the curtain a little bit today. Uh, Michael texts me, and we're in so many group chats. Um, Looney Goons, the Mets group chat, Brothers group chat, Bron- Bond Bros with with Yanni group chat. Um, and Brodo count, group chat. Brodo group – countless other group chats. So we almost never text each other directly. Almost never. Yeah. Whenever I get a text directly from Michael, I know a trade's coming. <laughs> so he offered me a trade today, Zach Pascal and Tyrell Williams for Keenan Allen. Yep. And the reason I bring that up is because we're looking at the charges at the Raiders and we're looking at Keenan Allen, and Keenan Allen, again, sucked. And that's a trade where if you say Zach Pascal and, and Tyrell Williams, even as of three weeks ago – we were like, oh man, get that, get that shit out of here. But again, Keenan Allen does it again. He scores under ten for the for the what is it now? Since week three, every single game he scored under ten. It's been it's been ridiculous. But he gets into a matchup where Oakland is giving up the second most points to wide receivers in fantasy. On top of that, in terms of DVOA against the number one receiver, they're thirtieth. Now Keenan Allen comes out of the slot a lot, so against the slot receiver. They're ranked 22nd. So their secondary has been awful. Is this the week Keenan Allen finally has himself a game?
1: Yeah, the Raiders' defense is kind of like the slightly better version, uh, slightly worse. It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers worse, <laughs> kind of. like the, This is what I'm trying to say. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are terrible against the pass, great against the run. The Raiders are terrible against the pass, good against the run. So – I mean, they might be better than Tampa Bay overall, but from a fantasy standpoint, they're like the slightly easier, slightly worse option compared to when you're playing against Tampa Bay. It took me way too long to spit that out. Facts. But yeah, that's what you want to do. You want to attack Oakland through the air in fantasy, and Keenan Allen, there's not much to say about this guy. He has not surpassed 61 yards since week three, like you said. Hasn't had double digits since week three. It's it's just brutal. He's still fourteenth in true target value because he's getting so many targets, and Philip Rivers' true target, uh, true throw value isn't bad. It's just he also it's leaves, so hard at this point. To he leads the
0: AFC in air yards, which is a mind-boggling stat when I saw it on Roto World today.
1: Yeah, I have him nineteenth this week, just because the matchup. You have to if you're in a two wide receiver. If you're in three wide receivers, you're starting him. If you're two wide receivers, you're likely starting him, too, just because of the massive upside here against Oakland because if there was a game where he's going to break out, similar to Le'Veon Bell last week, if Keenan Allen doesn't break out this week, you should be super worried. Full-on
0: panic mode. Um, The other guy opposite of him, Mike Williams, had his first uh, 100-yard game last week. But with that being said, this is a guy who scored 10 touchdowns last year, has yet to find the end zone. But and he, last week, it was just a whole bunch of deep balls to him. He caught a few deep balls, and that was his whole kind of production. So the question is, how do you feel about Mike Williams in this game uh, against a bad secondary like we mentioned? And what are his chances of getting in the end zone?
1: I think if, if you're going to bank on any week, it might as well be this one. I just want to say first, you guys, I'm, I might be like the number one hater of air yards. Like, I understand the stat, but every time I see it, it's just... Look at all these bad players yeah. that are seeing all these yards like who gives a shit? Like I get the premise of it. But man, like we we need to go on a true value tour because I will fight anyone to the death of me that that is a way better stat than air yards. I'll tell you uh, it's
0: like the anti true value because true value is kind of like uh the ac- the actuality of the air yards. The air yards are what could be true value
1: is what is so it's kind of like the 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 complete antithesis it could help with together if you try to find a boom game that's true
0: well this this has boom game written on it for Keenan allen but jason with that being said how do you feel about the other wide receiver options like mike williams
1: yeah uh mike williams i mean listen if you drafted mike williams as a wide receiver two right now you're probably fighting hard for a playoff sport or or you're not in it yeah guess who's not shocked by the struggles just saying Exactly. And it's been like that all year now in half PPR. He's been kind of consistent like he hasn't scored below six since week one where he put up four. I mean, so that's not like he's not going to kill you so you could throw him out there, but we're going to start Mike Williams happily just banking that he's going to find the end zone this week because it happens to be a good matchup. It was a good matchup against Pittsburgh back when their defense wasn't playing well and he didn't find the end zone. Uh, he's going to need to connect on a long throw from Phillip Rivers, who hasn't been playing too well. Last season's true throw value was in the top five. This season, he's down to 21st. Michael Williams is never going to be someone I'm happy to start. I know the matchup is good, but he's no more than a wide receiver three. I don't understand his expert consensus ranking of 17. I think it has a lot to do with the fact
0: that if you look at the guys on by this week, it's Mosinu, which, whatever, he, but he's, he's the Patriots number one now. You got Cortland Sutton. Well, Julian Edelman. <laughs> yeah, you, I forgot to mention Julian Edelman. You got Cortland Sutton. You got uh, Alshon Jeffrey. You got Terry McLaurin. You got DJ Chark. You got DeAndre Hopkins. Like, that's a lot of guys on by. So if you have Mike Williams, let's say you're a DJ Chark. You had Mike Williams and DJ Chark, who it's not unlikely that that's a combination that people have. Mike Williams is a guy that I would like to, you know... On the bye week, you could throw in, throw him in there, and you could do a lot worse than Mike Williams.
1: Yeah, this is probably the highest I'll have. I've had him. I have him at 29, and yeah, Jason said the expert consensus, consensus ranking is 17. That's a bit much, obviously, for my liking with Mike Williams, but he's in a great spot tomorrow against Oakland. We talked about Hunter Henry led the team in targets again last week. Ten targets. Um,
0: is this going to be something that we see a lot? Because the last time. Philip Rivers had a talented tight end. It was Antonio Gates, and Antonio Gates set the world on fire. I, I mean, I don't see any reason why Hunter Henry is not a great start this week.
1: Yeah, fire him up. He's locked and loaded, to, uh, tight end one. Yeah, Jason. No, no, no reason to think otherwise. Cheap plug though. If you haven't already joined the
0: Patreon, patreoncom slash Fantasy, Hunter Henry is one of those guys, and I say this a lot. Me and the twins are good at. Preseason rankings—we're good at telling you who's gonna do good and who's gonna do bad. But we are great, great at this waiver wire stuff, and that's where we shine. That's where we've always shined. And Michael said two weeks before uh, Hunter Henry was picked up, before people were thinking about him, he was only under 20% owned. Go get him. He's now 98% owned, and he's a tight end one week, week in, week out. If you blew that roster spot. And you were holding it for two weeks. You're super happy that you did that right now. Unlike other people who went out there and told you to get Jay Ajay in week four. Yeah. Okay. So that's what we're saying. Jay Just-
1: Ajay's parents mad out there still on Twitter.
0: <laughs> All right. So uh, let's let's move on to the the most juicy matchup I think on this side, and that's the running back combination. We saw Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler both have good games last week. We saw Melvin Gordon finally put together a respectable week. Not only that. The Char- the Oakland Raiders are 28th in DVOA against the pass catcher out of the backfield. Um, DVOA again, shout out to Football Outsiders is a stat where you where they uh, quantify how they play against a certain position and against the pass catcher out of the backfield. 28th in the NFL, that's fourth worst in the NFL. So um, two uh, for two guys that definitely catch passes out of the backfield, particularly Austin Eckler. This is a great matchup, Jason. How do you feel about this one?
1: You know, Austin Eckler last week still had 16 touches.
0: Yeah, and, and Melvin Gordon had 20, and I think that's why Keenan Allen is sucking because you got 10 targets going to Hunter Henry, and then you got you got 38,
1: 36 touches going to the running backs. Where's the wide receivers coming in this equation? I mean, yeah, that's a great point. If you look at his touches before Melvin Gordon came back, it was 18-23-16. And then last week was 16. So really, the outlier is the 23. He's basically on par with what he was seeing. The issue is that he's not the bona fide uh, goal line back anymore, which is upsetting. But man, has he maintained RB2 value? And it's not the upside that we saw in the beginning of the season. But he's only dropped below nine points one time this season. So you got to keep firing him up as an RB2. There's a. It's come to the point where some players are better play starts than Eckler. Uh, for example, I see Michael's Devin Singletary one spot ahead of him. Like, in the begin if Melgo was out, that wouldn't be the case. But because of that effect, he'd move down in the rankings a little bit, but you still have a valuable running back, too. Yeah, I got Melgo at 15 just because of the touchdown appeal and Austin Eckler at 20. But, yeah, um, Oakland, like you said, they're beatable through the air to the running back. They're, they're better on the ground um, just against the run. So we'll see how it goes In tomorrow night's game, but I wouldn't be surprised if both of them have solid games. Um, What about Phillip Rivers against this Raiders secondary? I like Phillip Rivers as a streaming option this week. Uh, Guess who the league leader in passing yards is? Phillip Rivers? Phillip Rivers. He leads the league in passing yards. All All right, right. he's also put up 12, 11, 6, and 12. In half the games, this correct, season. and those are all games in which he threw less than two touchdowns. He's going to throw two or more touchdowns tomorrow against Oakland. Oakland is bad against the pass. Philip Rivers is going to have one of those days where you're happy you started him. You know what? With all the buys, you're you're probably right. It's just Philip Rivers has such a low ceiling. He's basically the back end QB one. That that's his ceiling. I mean, but yeah. If, if you need to stream this week, though, if you have Tom Brady or something, Philip Rivers is a great filling. Let's
0: go over to the Raiders' side. The Raiders have been one of the more efficient offenses in the league, which is very surprising, led by, of course, rookie Josh Jacobs. The, in the Raiders. Bathroom. Brandon Meebane is not going to start for the Chargers. Uh, they already are susceptible to the run before this. They'll be even more susceptible before that. I mean, after that, how do you guys feel about Josh Jacobs this
1: week? Got to fire him up. He's in a great spot against L.A. on a short week. Um, obviously, you'd like to see him get more involved in the passing game. That's unlikely to occur at this point in the season. His role is likely just his role at this point. But he's been absolutely a workhorse for the past five weeks now. It's his backfield. He's going to get 20-plus touches. I don't expect this to be like a game where L.A. blows out Oakland. It should be close, which, means, which is good for the game script for um, – for Jacobs to just keep getting the ball.
0: I actually prefer the game script in Oakland's favor. If if that's if that's crazy enough, they've been on the road five straight games. They're four and four. They've been playing well, and now they're going to the black hole. This is the last season in Oakland. It's gonna be crazy there.
1: Should should be a good game. Oakland Oakland is a one point underdog. The implied total is twenty four and a half to twenty three and a half. It's a solidly high scoring game.
0: I'm I would bet the Raiders in that game, man. If I was making picks, the Raiders would be one of my picks in this. I know I never yes, bet for the
1: Raiders. Our motto on this show, in case you forgot, Tim, is never start Derek Carr. I mean, I
0: still <laughs> wouldn't start Derek Carr though.
1: Derek back Carr, Corey David, weeks. and Allen Robinson, and Sony Michelle. Come on, Jay, and Sony Michelle. Nah, I start. Sonny Tim, Michelle Tim, who's your guy? What do you mean? That's a good question. Who's your guy? Like I, I'm a. You don't start Corey Davis ever, guy. Me and Michael kind of split Allen Robinson. <laughs> it's true. We hmm. shared that disdain. I don't really have a disdain
0: for a certain player. I just... No wonder
1: Timmy sucks. It's it's, <laughs> it's quite the opposite. because it Disdains all... are fun, man.
0: Yo, what happened last week when I beat your ass? What happened?
1: Yeah, I disdained Who you. Who are you talking to? You. <laughs> what do you mean? I beat you. Oh, yeah, that's right. But I beat Idiot. you the week before that. <laughs> I beat you the week before that. Um, I actually beat you by, like, 40 points, so fuck off. That was a bad
0: week for me. Um, Jason, anyway, uh, how do you feel about these pass-catching options? Tyrell Williams doesn't catch a touchdown. It's possible. What a a sad day. And uh, he kind of shit the bed, but is is he a touchdown-dependent player, and and are you playing him in this matchup?
1: I mean, if you look at his numbers, he's basically been a touchdown-dependent player all year. It's just that he's found the end zone. He's passed... 48 yards two times out of six games so of course he doesn't have that high of a ceiling but he has caught a touchdown in five of six games and with all of these buys it'll be blasphemy to not say that tyrell williams is a top 36 wide receiver yeah i agree and he has the revenge game here that factors into it as well Ooh, revenge yeah tyrell williams is 43rd in true throw value so He's obviously been overperforming a little bit, but he's in that flex. And then when there's a, a buys, wide receiver three range. Uh, One of the biggest
0: matchups that I'm looking at in this one is the Darren Waller matchup. Uh, the Chargers have been terrible against the tight end, 30th in DVOA. This is a nice, juicy matchup
1: for Darren Waller. Yeah, I got Darren Waller right behind Hunter Henry in my rankings, so I'm firing them both up. So this is a big tight end game. Are yeah. we going to keep ignoring that Foster Moreau has three touchdowns in the last five games, yes. or what? Yes, Jason's sure. new favorite guy, Foster Moreau. Yes, we are. I mean, Foster Moreau is the tight end vulture. Well, that's he's fine. Basically, he's basically the vulture of Darren Waller. All right. Is that going to take away value from Darren Waller? I mean, we acknowledge running back vultures. Why not acknowledge tight end vultures? Because you're going to start the running back at the same time.
0: Like, yeah, all right, he might get a, a touchdown or two vultured or three. Relax there, buddy.
1: Hunter Renfro is someone. Just making a point. That's climbing up boards Um, after two big games. I'm still not super interested.
0: What are you, Mel Kuiper?
1: Going against Kevin King is, uh, is a tough matchup. <laughs> climbing up
0: boards. Oh, <laughs> um, anyone else in this game you guys would like to mention?
1: Ned. I, I
0: said to my wife the other day, like, hey, Foster's a good name for a baby. She's like, that's a terrible name. That's the worst name I've ever heard. Don't even ever say that again. F- Foster's, name your kid Foster's. F- Australian for beer. For Australian, for Tim. Yeah. No. All right. Let's go to the next one. The inter-city rivalry. The two New York teams, and if you say Buffalo is a New York team, sorry to burst your bubble, Buffalo. You're not. That's why you're not in New York. You're Buffalo.
1: What the fuck are you talking about, Tim? Buffalo is absolutely a New York team.
0: They are not a New York team.
1: New York teams are from New York City, just like the Buffalo Sabres are not a New York team. We didn't say New York City team. We said a New York team. A New York team, Buffalo absolutely counts. No they're they're named Buffalo. Which is in New York. <laughs> it's in the state of New York. So the Jets and Giants play in fucking Jersey. Yo, don't even uh, make me don't even yo, start me with this shit. That is the worst fucking argument. I agree. I like all I'm, say I'm saying that. Nah. is that they play in New Jersey. In New Jersey. We're supposed to build a fucking stadium right next to Times Square and have them play there? No. Yeah, MSG. No, but look. <laughs> Friday night Fuck Knicks on MSG. MSG. Yo, but what I was saying is if how does that not factor at all? It, Buffalo's clearly a New York team. Saying you're not is one of the dumbest things ever. Go on. Let's go. Let's talk about the Bills. Um, Is their name the New York Bills? No. It's the, here's, all right, here's, the, here's the Buffalo. Here's my the Los I'm Angeles biased. Chargers. What are they, not from California because Los Angeles is in the name? That, Third party no. opinion. They're it not does. called the California Chargers. Right, but no one debates California teams. But that's your argument. Yeah. It is clearly better to say all right Buffalo is logically a New York team but it's clearly better to say they're not a New York team than to say the Jets and Giants aren't because they play in Jersey that's oh, a yeah. worse I argument hate, I hate that argument why did um, you say it <laughs> I just want to tick you guys off with of that one I also Buffalo is in upstate
0: New York and when you say New York team you mean New York City team Dude, so am I there's serious. no so, you're not you're you're in New York State right
1: now Jason. so San Fran, oh, I was about, you about to say hey, am I in New
0: York right now you are in New York State you're not New York City those are two very different things. I'm sorry, they are. And if anyone has ever spent any time in New York State and in New York City, you know they are so two very San different
1: things. San Fran and San Diego, right? They're on the opposite coasts of California. They're not considered two California teams. That's basically what you're saying. No, no, I'm not. Yeah, it is. Michael, they, that's ridiculous. Yeah. That's basically what Timmy's saying. It's New York. No, it's the there's state. no like city in, in right. LA. Right. In California, I mean. Right. Whatever. Yo, by the way, our my our um our parents have a calendar. And on that calendar is a picture of the Fisherman's Wharf in San Francisco. I saw it and got hyped because me, Jason, and Timmy were there earlier this year. Mad good crap, oh good. Nice. Mad good crap.
0: Anyway, <laughs> um, now that we talked about how we got to Fisherman's Wharf in San Francisco, <laughs> don't ask me. But Jets at Giants, man. News just coming through the wire right now. I just got the official word: Evan Ingram's gonna miss this game. Email <laughs>
1: are I <on> email <laughs> <laughs> my sources tell me. He I mean, my source
0: yahoo.com and rotoworld.com confirm it. He's week to week. He's in a walking boot right now, which sucks because that is a juicy matchup against the Jets. Rhett Ellison takes his place. Well, let's go to people who are actually going to start. Um, Golden Tate. Uh he's had some good games with Daniel Jones, and it seems like those games are gonna continue. How do we feel about Golden Tate? And is there any other uh, Darius Slayton, or um, who's the who's the third receiver that caught a touchdown last week? Cody, Cody Latimer. Latimer. Cody Latimer.
1: Um, dart throws that you would take this week,
0: Jason. Yeah. Let's start with you.
1: Uh, first of all, don't ever say Cody Latimer's name again uh, in reference to starting. That's that's a good that's a that's a number good start one here. Jason, you're like Not mean today. <laughs> I Listen, I hear you guys calling me a special guest, all right? (laughs) I gotta take it out on you. No, Golden Tate's a very good start this week. He's seen at least six targets every game as a New York Giant. Uh, Nothing's really changed. He missed a touchdown by uh, a yard last week. I was very happy about that because I was facing him. But, I mean, he's a very strong play, especially in PPR formats. Daniel Jones got to feed someone, and the Jets just put Tremaine Johnson, although he sucks anyway, on IR. Uh, the rest of that team sucks. There another, I think it was Daryl Roberts or something, went on uh uh Twitter and said, Don't if you're a real fan, you gotta ride with us, stop hating on us or yeah. something. And it's like, yeah, well, you guys just lost the dolphins, so how about you just shut up and admit that you suck? Uh so it's an awful, awful secondary. You can start Golden Tate. Darius Slayton also has some appeal. The issue is that he doesn't see many targets yeah. and Daniel Jones isn't like this. Uh, true throw value stud. So you're going to have to hope for a touchdown. It's either going to be touchdown or bust with Darius Layton. He's so more of a DFS
0: play, in my opinion.
1: Uh, that makes sense there. In season long, it's a tougher yeah, tougher you know, pill to swallow. I thought we were going to talk about the Bills and Browns since you started talking about Buffalo, and I put a timestamp for when we started bantering about that, and then I forgot to put a timestamp when I realized we were talking about Giants and Jets. See, Michael wasn't even listening to what you were saying, Jason. What a he guy. Was worried about timestamps. <laughs> Um. Yeah. I
0: mean, I agree. In, uh, about the wide receiver options, I'm not starting Red Ellison, and that leaves one guy in this team that I would start, Saquon Barkley, and he's got to be well. Either and Tate, w- you starting Tate. And I'm talking about besides Tate. Yeah, Slayton is an interesting flex play if you're really struggling. Would you start Corey Davis or Slayton? <sighs>
1: that's a that's a close one. Uh. Asking for our friends, friends, sisters, dogs, cousins, owners, cousins, You wouldn't need wife. to make that decision if you had Pascal and Tyrell Williams on your team. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but Saquon Barkley's got to be in your
0: top three, top two running backs this week in rankings. Right? Yeah, great matchup against the Jets. The Jets' defense is a joke. Yeah. Um, their linebackers are so hurt, it's not even funny. That's a bad situation with the linebacking core over there. They have a fifth-round rookie starting. And he's like the best player on the squad. Um, Let's go over to the Jets' offense, though. Jamison Crowder came alive. Uh, Actually, you know what? Before we get to the Jets,
1: talk about Daniel Jones. Is he a streaming option for you? He had a good week last week. Uh, He had a good week if you're playing in two QB leagues. I mean, he didn't do great. What did he end with? uh, Pulling it up right now, he ended with 13 points. Oh, maybe not. Maybe he was better in real (laughs) life than he was in... It was two weeks ago he had 28 points. Yeah, two weeks ago he had 28 points, but that's what's going on. Besides that 28-point game... He has not surpassed 14 besides that Tampa Bay explosion. All right. So, so he, his his floor is low. His ceiling has not been super high. So It's tough to trust him. Avoid Daniel Jones. I haven't missed my QB 17. There you go. All right. So let's go over to the Jets side.
0: Jameson Crowder came alive. Um, Sam Darnold hit him and hit him and hit him and hit him and hit him again. Um, this is what we expected out of Jameson Crowder when we were coming into the season. Uh, the problem is the offensive line for the Jets has been so bad that he has, They haven't allowed Sam Darnold to do anything. But against the Giants secondary that's been equally as bad, how do you feel about Jamison this week?
1: Fire him up. Uh, with all of these buys, these wide receivers do not look too enticing. Uh, so when you have someone who you expect to get at least being generous, I mean being liberal six targets against the Giants, that's I, someone you want to start. I don't I mean, think you're being liberal with that.
0: The, the Giants are dead last in the league at guarding the slot receiver. Dead last. Yeah.
1: Dead last. Jameson Crowder has been very productive when he's getting the targets. He's going to see at least six targets. It, it's, it's a nice spot for Jameson Crowder. Yeah, I, I agree. agree. I have met wide receiver 24, so higher than expert consensus rankings. This should be – the Giants' defense is bad, man. So is the Jets' defense. Their offenses are struggling right now. So I'd like Jameson Crowder to have another – Really good PPR game and even a solid half PPR game. Robbie Anderson, on the other hand. Robbie, Robbie, Robbie. Besides that 90-yard touchdown, he's been absolute trash. Literally just no reason to be in lineups at all. So it's super hard to trust him. So I have met wide receiver just because of the, the buys and all that and the upside against the Giants. The upside was there against Miami last week, and it didn't pan out. There's upside against the Giants, too. They're... Equally, if not even worse, against the pass. I have Robbie Anderson at 34. Miami,
0: ah oh, man. If you can't explode against Miami, who can you explode against? Man. The only and Does Leonard Williams get a sack on Darnold this week? No, Leonard Williams sucks.
1: No, <laughs> Leonard Williams sucks.
0: <laughs> I don't know. He might get a sack just because that's the Jets' way. Um, he might get seven sacks. No one knows what's going on with Le'Veon Bell. Last week checked, he didn't practice. The quote is that he's very sore. Adam Gates didn't even know he was hurt until Tuesday. That whole team the is a mess. Lost, that guy is lost in the universe. He's lost in the sauce. So the question remains now, does Le'Veon Bell play? If you if he plays, you play him against a Giants defense that's been bad. And if you have Le'Veon Bell, you are probably are not in the position to sit him. So you're playing Le'Veon Bell. But with that said, if Le'Veon Bell doesn't play, do you go Ty Montgomery? Do you go Bilal Powell? Do you go
1: neither? Probably if to you're going to choose, point. it's Montgomery. Yeah, I agree. A lot of people are saying to get Powell because he's been operating as the backup. He has been. But Ty Montgomery is basically the light version of Le'Veon Bell. So I'd expect—we've seen this happen before with injuries. I'd expect Paul Powell to basically work in the same capacity, maybe get a few more uh, touches. But I still think Ty Montgomery would be the biggest beneficiary and step into the Le'Veon Bell role. More. It's an
0: interesting dynamic because— because Bilal Powell has been the backup. And it started as Ty Montgomery as being the backup. And Bilal Powell has kind of usurped him. And when you're talking about Bilal Powell, this is a guy who's been underrated his whole career. And we've been watching Bilal Powell. He's never got a true chance to be a workhorse back. And when he has, he's been productive. So if he
1: does start, he's an interesting start here. I, I wouldn't trust you're, either as more of a, than a flex play. Here's something interesting. Um, because if Ty Montgomery starts, we are probably expecting to get most of his work through the air. So I looked at Levin Bell's true throw value, and he's 10th for running backs uh, as compared to wide receivers to see if in flex range, for example. That's right around the range of A.J. Brown and Kenny Stills. Interesting. Hmm.
0: Uh, Let's go to the next game on the agenda. Before we do that, actually, Sam Darnold, this is a a matchup where if you were looking at this three weeks ago, you're like, yes, I can't wait to start Sam Darnold this week. Yeah, I would not want to trust him.
1: Tell us about it. We have him in one of our leagues, and it's been dreadful.
0: Yeah, my two quarterbacks, are you ready for this? My three quarterbacks in the, remember, I, 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 I'm cutting myself off like I'm Joe Biden over here. Uh, In these leagues that we did, the best ball leagues, um, the SB, SBF9 leagues, my quarterbacks that I drafted, you ready for this? I went boomer bust, and I busted. Mitch Trubisky, Trubisky. <laughs> Sam Darnold,
1: Jimmy Garoppolo, Drew Locke. Yuck, well, in the Razz Bowl, I went Ben Roethlisberger, Sam Darnold, Andy Dalton. So. Yo, update, oh guys. Ras Bowl this week. No more best ball. Got to set that lineup. Well, that's uh, if you're in the top. Uh, yeah, I made the playoffs. Because yeah, I nice. did not. I got riddled with injuries. It's very disappointing. I got to check if I made the playoffs. I stopped. Once Ben Roethlisberger went boy. down week one, I was like, "Fuck me."
0: Um, let's go over to Devontae the. Devontae f- Adams. Let's go over Gosh, to the. F- darn it!
1: Shush your face. Gosh darn it!
0: Let's go over to the Falcons at the Saints. Drew Brees is back, baby, and the Saints are expecting a bunch of people back from injury. Alvin Kamara practiced today. Um, uh, uh, Traquan Smith practiced today. Uh, Jared Cook practiced today. So, the Saints, it's scary because they're six and zero without their starting quarterback and their superstar starting running back who was in the MVB conversation for a little while, and now they're getting to full force against a Falcons team that is completely the opposite of full force. Um, so let's start with the Saints. The Saints quarterback situation. Drew Brees, you're going to want to start him, especially in the bye weeks. And the reason you're going to is because Atlanta has sucked overall defensively. Uh, Mike Thomas is a superstar this week. Yahoo hasn't projected 18 half PPR fantasy points, which is a little outrageous. <laughs> but 31st in DVOA against the number one receiver, 31st in DVOA against the number two, 25th against the slot, 15th against the tight That's end. So They've bad. been really bad overall. They haven't been playing good tight ends, so I would even. Say Jared Cook is a is a good kind of wing it kind of player. This week, is there let's let's go the short route. Is there any Saints you don't want to start this week? Look, obviously and they're at home too, so Ted Ginn might be an option.
1: Obviously, Jared Cook is Trae-Con risky. Smith, eh, Yeah, I'm I, don't like, I, don't, Smith I don't like Smith I don't like Traquan when Ted Ginn's in the game. Yeah, if Trayvon Smith plays, that also hurts prospects a bit for Ted Ginn. But Ted Ginn's an interesting. He's home. Uh, he's much better at home. Uh, with Drew Brees, so he's definitely an interesting dart throw wide receiver three or flex play if you're really struggling this week. But which you honestly, might be. You start could Michael do worse. Thomas. Start Alvin Kamara, who's expected back. Latavius Murray is likely a flex option this week, even with Kamara back. I I doubt they just work Kamara back into that ginormous role, especially since he got hurt. I and, actually agree with you on that. And Murray played very well while Kamara was out, so I think Latavius Murray still at least has some flex appeal this week, especially if they run up to score against Atlanta and they don't want to overwork Kamara.
0: Jason, what do you think?
1: I think that this is what true values were made for these weeks where you need to find someone deep in the abyss. And when you see that Drew Brees is sixth in the league in true throw value and he's home, something we stressed so much last season, I am okay with taking a shot on Trey Smith. Ooh. Smith, not over Ted Ginn. I'm okay with the shot on Ted Ginn as well, but. If you Traquan want to get crazy, crazy, you man. both. Traquan Smith has been hurt. I feel like if he comes back this week, he can surprise some people. I really like Jared Cook, too. I like Jared Cook. I don't know about Jared Cook, man. He's been really bad this year. When he's playing, he's he's decent. It's just that he hasn't played. Well, d- yeah, I mean, I guess decent for in the tight end landscape right, is right. enough. But
0: Look, if you're a guy like me who has Evan Ingram, and you're going to have to make a, a choice, and you have Mike Gillis, Gillespie, I almost, I almost did it again. Mike Gilleslie. Mike <laughs> Kosicki, man. Mike Kosicki. You got Mike Kosicki. You got um,
1: Jack Jacob Doyle.
0: Hollister. Jacob Hollister. Why not take a shot at Jared Cook? That's what I'm going to do. No, I, I agree.
1: Mean, I, I think Jared Cook has a shot this week as well. Cook's been out a couple of weeks. It's definitely risky. Definitely not without risk. Desmond Trufant is coming back for the Falcons, if that makes a difference for you. Um, Drew Brees is my QB, two overall. So...
0: Speaking of QBs, oh shit, a ghost! Oh shit! <laughs> Matt Ryan, supposedly coming back this week, yeah. returned to fa- practice today. Uh, the quote is he's chomping at the bit, expected to play. Um, what does this do for the wide
1: receiving options in Atlanta? This is the highest I'll probably ever have Calvin Ridley ranked in my life. I have Calvin Ridley ranked number 11. That's right. I have him as a wide receiver one this week. That's crazy. Last what? Last year against New Orleans, Calvin Ridley went eight ninety three and one in his, in one of the games, and then his other game, his coming out party when he absolutely demolished P J Williams, had seven receptions for one hundred forty six yards and three touchdowns. What's similar about last year's matchups and this year's matchups? The another one to be in a couple of weeks, still got Marshawn Lattimore lining up on the outside against Julio Jones. And the Saints still have P.J. Williams and company who cannot block the number two receiver. Eli apple has been atrocious this Apple's year. Eli Apples not good. And guess what? Mohamed Sanu is gone, too. I doubt Russell Gage really has that many targets, unlike last uh, time he played with Matt Schaub throwing 50-plus times. They're tremendous against the run, so I don't expect Devontae Freeman to have a big game. I think Calvin Early has 100 yards and a touchdown.
0: I think you're a little insane ranking him 11th, but I do agree with Once the sentiment. Once you look
1: at the players, you'll... Uh, you'll see why. I rank, there are a lot of bad. Players. I rank tomorrow afternoon, <laughs> so I'm
0: gonna have to look at it soon.
1: Yeah. Uh, Jason, what about you? I mean, yeah, he could have a good game. Eleventh, is it? Is that what I'm commenting on? Cause you loco crazy. <laughs> I mean, fine. I'll, I smell a bet brewing. How about this, you Michael? You want me to name some guys? See no, no, who, no,
0: no, no, no. I I got a bet. I think Jason was getting this too. Calvin Ridley, top twelve wide receiver, wide receiver one. We're giving you a spot. I mean, see, I this a- is, no. You want to win bets? Put your money where your mouth is, dude. Put your money where your mouth is. He's reaching for his phone. Why don't you put your mouth where I'm, your I'm mouth is? writing it is. down. Yeah, Jason, me and you both in on that one. I'm in. Watch, we're about to get murdered. He's about to be the number, the fucking worst 4 for. I can already tell.
1: Don't say I didn't say I didn't warn you. I mean, to be clear, though, I Calvin Ridley's a good play this week. All right, you guys want to talk mad shit to me about Calvin Ridley? I'll name some guys, and you tell me who you'd rather start. Christian Kirk against Tampa. Kirk. Kirk. I got Kirk 12, Ridley 11. Galladay against Chicago. Galladay. Galladay. Galladay? Chicago's the best outside defense in the league. Sanders against Seattle. Sanders. Ridley. Sanders, really? Tate against the Jets. Tate. Mm, for upside, Ridley. Keenan against Oakland. Keenan. Last one. Uh, OBJ against Buffalo. Ridley. abj. Right, so really abj. Abj.
0: You going with the abj? is giving me They're giving me uh, the abj? What about the the rest? Of, what about Julio? I mean, it's hard to
1: sit Julio, but he doesn't have the best numbers against Marshall Lattimore. I mean, yeah, I'm still firing him up as a wide receiver one, but there's obviously some downside this week. Not uh not downside to completely bust, but he has struggled in the past against Lattimore. But if you have Julio Jones, you can't sit him because there's also a chance he goes for two hundred and. Two touchdowns any game. Yeah, I mean you obviously you're not sitting Julio sit. Jones. Julio. This guy said sit Julio already. <laughs>
0: uh, New Orleans is number seven against a tight end, but Austin Hooper has been in every week tight end one. You obviously have to play Austin Hooper if you have him. But what are your expectations?
1: Hey there Hooper. I mean, Hooper. I mean your expectations for Austin Hooper should be high every week at this point. Yeah, he's a. It's as simple we'll as start that. start right he's away tight abuse. end one. I think he's been the overall tight end one, if I'm not mistaken. So there's a touchdown in the last three games. Only one game this year in single digits and half PPR. So yeah. New Orleans has been fantastic against the
0: running back this week with that be- year. This year, excuse me. And probably this week. What's
1: good? I'm Talk low me, on Devontae Freeman. I got him at twenty three, which he's still in R B two territory, but he has some uh there there's a lot of buys, so it's lower than if more players were playing, he'd be more in flex territory. I don't love him at all by any means this week against New Orleans. New Orleans is one of the best teams in the league against the Rush. I expect Matt Ryan to attack them through the air. I expect them to trail, so they're going to have to pass more. The saving grace for Devonte Freeman would be if he is used heavily in the passing game and catches seven or eight passes like he did uh, with Matt Schaub a couple weeks ago when he went eight for 63. Yeah, I mean... I-
0: couldn't have said that any better. I'm not not a big fan of him this week. and So, yeah, there's that. What about Matt Ryan in his first game back? You starting him?
1: Matty Ice is a gizmo gizmo. I mean, he's going to have. There's no reason. He's going to have like him. he always he's does. does. He's
0: going to have 20 points in garbage time.
1: Yeah, he's going to have four and a half at halftime. People are going to be like, You told me to start Matt Ryan. I'm going to say, Yeah. And then he's going to end with 24 and a half.
0: Yep, that's exactly what's going to happen. Mark it down. Uh,
1: <laughs> let's go to our next
0: game on the docket. Patty Mahomesy is backsy against the Titans ooh, ooh. in uh, the uh, Big Easy. No, that's not the Big Easy. In uh, what do they call Nashville? What do they call Tennessee? The, the uh, place where Elvis jazz lives. Jazz town. The jazzy place. Has- the place Joe went to this weekend. Blues? <laughs> um, so, look, the guys you would start with the Chiefs are basically the guys you're starting anyway. Tyreek Kill, you're starting. Travis Kelsey, you're starting. Um, but with that being said, does the return of Pat Mahomes make make guys like Robinson and Watkins guys that you want to start again? Music City,
1: uh, Music City. There you go. Yeah. Idiots, we We did say jazz. I mean, I'm. <laughs> Jason, what do you think? Yeah, true. I'm cool with starting Watkins. I don't see why he's he's a wide receiver two three at this point, but. I mean he's been underperforming his true value is second in the league. So wow. With someone getting yeah, with someone seeing that many good looks from Patrick Mahomes, I'm going to keep riding that storm uh for better or worse. When it comes to DeMarcus Robinson or Eric Hardman though, I'm not as happy about those guys. I'd rather start neither. If I had to choose, I guess Hardman just cuz he's been a little more involved lately, but I'd rather keep both of my bench. No, you definitely can't start both. I'm with you there. Sammy Watkins Evans wide receiver three this week. Tennessee's a tough matchup. Um, They've been very good through the air besides when Mike Evans absolutely torched them. But guess what? That's Tyreek Hill who's going to be doing the torching as he always does because he's an absolute monster. So Patrick Mahomes back. I think this is uh, great for Tyreek Hill and and Travis Kelsey at least because Kelsey still hasn't had that blow-up game, man. It, It has to come at some point, but it's been a bit disappointing that he has one touchdown on the season and the last couple of weeks with Matt Moore, he's been serviceable, but he hasn't been the tight end one that, that big upside tight end one that you want. It it is something
0: to be considered as well that Laurent Derivene Turder who's the doctor slash offensive lineman, uh the I, doctor. I, I, I know he's a doctor. He's a real life doctor.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, he's a
0: doctor. Wait, seriously? Yeah. You got you guys just Hold see on. the how do you the real sports on him he's a doctor and yeah, a football i feel player. like you're saying his name completely you're nah, his not sure so uh, he's not laurent duvernay tardif he's french <laughs> hold on say tardif. that last one again tardif is it tardif or tardif i'm mad i'm mad american right now um but anyway he's the starting right laurent guard laurent
1: duvernay tardif sure he's not a doctor yes he is <laughs> he's a doctor yeah, oh him, canadian him, no no offense to Canada, but he's a Canadian doctor. What does that mean? No, no, but he's a doctor re- regardless. Yo, no, Jason, no, that's mad America, racist. You could, in America, there's no way you could be a doctor and play in the NFL. Yes, it's you can. Schooling. I don't know how the schooling works in Canada. <laughs> oh, no, he's a Canadian doctor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I just meant that in terms of years of schooling, there's Yo, no way you going to be a doctor. He graduated in America from medical and school and he's a physician. Yes. he's a, How he's long a- is medical school in Canada? I'm going to look into this. Yo, the, uh, mi- the middle to upper Paleolithic transition in blah, blah, blah. Paleolithic is definitely not the word you just read. Um, This is a different Paleolithic Tardif. This is, is a different a- Tardif who wrote something about the Paleolithic era. <laughs> yeah, this is like the dy- I don't know, <laughs> like like the, the, the Neanderthal times. Yeah, I, don't know I teach why. that
0: to my sixth grade social studies students.
1: Ross knows yeah, all guys, about that. He, he went to the draft after graduating. He didn't have to go to grad school. Yes, he did. He went to medical school, dude. dude.
0: Yo, Jason, I don't know if you know this, but the NFL only lasts six months. You have a whole offseason of six months. You could do a lot of things in that time. Yeah, Include graduated from medical school from and became became a physician. In
1: May 20... 20- All right, props to that guy. Dead he primarily finally. studied during the off season prior to mandatory off-season workouts. What a stud. Yeah, drafted in the sixth round in 2014. He Over the last eight years, he completed his medical degree. Facts, facts. Anyway,
0: he's going to need some medicine because he's hurt. He has an ankle injury. Eric Fisher continues to be hurt, and this is what you're talking about is a team in the Tennessee Titans that has pressured the quarterback as of last check more times than any team in the league, and they blitz less times than any team in the league. Their front four with their newly acquired Cameron Wake is murdering teams up front, and Patrick Mahomes hobbled I don't think this is going to be one of those Chiefs games where they just pass the ball all over the place. I do think the Titans are going to give them a run for their money a little bit. So, just I do want to just focus that a little bit and say, okay, don't just think, oh, Pat Mahomes back. It's going to be a 40 point blow up again. I think this is a better Titans team than people know because their offense has been so bad. Their defense has really carried a the torch there. With that being said.
1: I mean, sure, but I don't see the whole game plan changing just because they're playing Tennessee. I'm not saying the
0: game plan is going to change. I'm just saying it's not going to be as successful as it would be against a, a different team.
1: That's not as I good. I don't it. know. Kyle Allen and Jameis Winston, not two of his quarterbacks in the league, both threw two touchdowns against uh, Tennessee, put up 16 and 21 fantasy points, respectively. So Is that a blow-up game? Is that 40 points? No. It's two no, touchdowns. No, but neither of those guys are Patrick Mahomes. I mean – do we, why expect him to put up 40 points? He hasn't even put up 40 points. I'm, year, just, week, I'm just
0: telling you, if you're thinking <laughs> that the Chiefs are going to be this big explosive offense as soon as Pat Mahomes gets back, I'm just saying there's a chance that this Titans team puts up a fight. Pump the brakes a little bit.
1: That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> NFL defense, NFL defense. They're a good defense. It's still Patrick Mahomes. Jason just can't say okay. He has to say
0: okay, but every time. Every time. I mean, if um, Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes puts up 34
1: point. points this week, you're going to be upset, Tim. <sighs> Aye, aye, aye. Let's go to a guy in the backfield.
0: It looks like this backfield belongs to Damian Williams again. Yeah. Jason, I want you to talk about this because you were a Damian Williams lifer in the offseason. And then you were like, oh, man, they got the McCoy. I don't know if I'm feeling as good about this anymore. Are you feeling good about
1: Damian Williams again? Uh, I mean, it's the best we felt about him since week one, right? <laughs> you can't ignore that he had 14 touches, although 14 doesn't seem that high. It's the most he's had since week one. He had 12 in week two. Uh, and I know his stats look a little inflated from that long run, but he still had that long run. And LeSean McCoy still didn't touch the ball too much. So it's going to be good to see what happens here this week with Mahomes on their center. Uh, perhaps they leaned on Williams a little bit more with Mahomes out. But then that just means that they showed some trust in Williams because with their backup quarterback in, they used their running back. And I think that I've been saying it. Andy Reid is not a running back by committee guy. He wants one of these guys to take the reins. Uh, I'm not giving up on Damian Williams just yet. Yeah. The cheese. Remember I mean, when everyone loved Darwin Thompson? That was a funny time.
0: Not, there's one in particular guy on the internet. I'm not going to call him out because uh, he was on the show. But one particular guy on the internet who loved Darwin Thompson who swears Nick Chubb's about to lose his job to Kareem Hunt.
1: What an idiot.
0: He swears. Say we deleted the pop poll- oh. one. Let's go over to the Titans side. Uh, Derrick Henry is a great play in this in this matchup. Twenty touchdowns since the start of last season. Derrick How Henry. Me? The Chiefs have given up thirty touchdowns to running back in that same time frame. That's the second most in the league. Look, if there's any time that Derrick oh, Henry, I, I I think Derrick Henry scoring a touchdown this week. I love Derrick Henry in this matchup.
1: Yeah, How many weeks has Derrick Henry not scored a touchdown this year? Week, year. Um, that's a good question. Are you about to answer it for us? I already know the answer. So two. It's a question. Two. Two is the yes. Two is right. It's actually three. But nah, okay. week four and eight. Oh, and, and six. Six, You're 6 right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but look, Derrick Henry. Their offense was absolutely abysmal last week. Um, in the first half, and then guess what? In the second half. They decided, you know what, let's get Derrick Henry involved. They even got him involved through the air, and he caught a screen pass and took it to the house from 25 yards out where he made, like, three guys miss very easily. It's a great matchup against KC. They showed last week that they're going to give him the ball, even if they go down. They were down 17-zip, and that's when Derrick Henry started getting involved. So even if KC takes a big lead, I expect them to still try to establish Derrick Henry uh, in the game. So, yeah, I have Derrick Henry as my RB7 this week. He's in for a a great matchup here against KC, and, as good a time as ever to find the end zone again. Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I, just, I agree completely. What about the outside wide receivers? Now, they have been susceptible, the Kansas City Chiefs, to some wide receiver play. Corey Davis, A.J. Brown. Look, usually Corey Davis is a no-start for us. But in a matchup like this, maybe
1: you consider it. You and know, with all these buys. There's a lot of wide receivers on buys this week. K.C. has actually been very good uh, against the outside receivers, which is interesting enough. So maybe Adam Humphreys has a random dart throw positive game coming out of the slot, but they've actually been better than you think against the wide receivers. So Aj uh, excuse me, AJ Brown and Corey Davis are both just blah options. I have them both as, um, as flex appeal here, but I prefer Davis to AJ Brown. Maybe Corey Davis finds the end zone against KC, but that's the only way either of them will be viable is if they find the end zone, in my opinion.
0: Confirmed, what Michael says. Eight Ranked eighth against the number one wide receiver and four against the number two wide receiver in DVOA.
1: Yeah, they've been getting beat by the slot more often than not. Facts, facts. So maybe Adam Humphreys slot. comes in and has a random big Humphreys game. That's an interesting one. I would prefer A.J. Brown to, uh, to Corey Davis, though. Any reason why? He's just been more productive with his looks. Where I'm honestly just tired of this whole Corey Davis spiel. Uh, their targets have been pretty much on par. If anything, H.J. Browns have gone up uh, the last few weeks eight, three, and seven. So sandwiched in there, not so great. But he's been seeing more targets than Corey Davis, who's typically just around the four or five range. And he's been more productive with them. So I'd rather take the shot on that guy. Also, he's the second receiver who typically doesn't get as many defenders looking at him. I do think Johnny Smith is interesting this week against KC. I
0: was going to say, Delaney Walker listed as questionable right now.
1: Uh, is not wearing the walking boot anymore, but did not practice on Wednesday. Yeah, he's. I'm expecting him to be out. Uh, my rankings will obviously change if he's not. But Johnny Smith is in a pretty good spot here against KC uh, in a game where they should be trailing a bit. So I like it. All right, um, let's move on to our next game.
0: Let's move on to our next matchup. It is the Bills versus the Browns in the Battle of the Bees. The uh, Browns. Um, the Browns definitely represent Ohio. <laughs>
1: um,
0: but anyway. And the Bills uh, no, represent let's,
1: let's, Cincinnati is the Ohio team. Uh, ha, ha, ha. All right.
0: So let's go to uh, Totally nailed it. All right. Let's go to the Bills side because Ooh. Michael is absolutely has a giant fat raging boner for Devin Singletary. Um <laughs> uh, he he what? let it I had to throw raging in there. <laughs> raging, just like You know what's funny? I, I I heard a story. We were sharing our most embarrassing. We we're doing like a um like team building. We had a PD. It was election day on the 5th, so t- students don't go in but teachers do. We had a PD and we did a, a team building one and we had to share our most embarrassing stories from our school experiences and one guy was like he got he used to get a boner Every third period, no matter what, he would just get a boner every third period. And one time he got in trouble because he didn't want to get up and, and get his work from the teacher because he had a boner third period. The fuck? Uh, he used the word raging. So that's why I, I had said that. The guy, the guy said, yo, cool guy. Shout out to shout out to you. I'm not going to say your name on the, on the internet, though. Um, You should hear my story. My story is fucking embarrassing.
1: All right, Tim. So what just happened was you just told us a story about a child who used to get boners all the time and then said he's a cool guy. He is a cool guy. <laughs> it's funny he's, that you just told a story about a child who gets a bonus. No, it's not you a child. It's a guy. I know, I know. Yes, yeah, so let's make it very clear. It's not a child. It's no, a I'm story. not talking about child boners.
0: I'm talking about yeah. a man a man guy but, who, used get, who used to get boners <laughs> as a child. Yeah. it's a, Speaking it's of child sizes, <laughs> uh, let, me, let me tell you my embarrassing story real quick. It was my first year of football, and they used to do a cup check before. And But when I say cup <laughs> check, not like hit you in the balls, they used to check your locker you had a cup. And I didn't get a cup, I forgot to get a cup. So I used to say karate. So I, you, I, I was like, oh shit! I don't have a cup. I'm not. It's my first day of football practice. I'm not gonna be able to practice. So I go and like, oh yeah, my karate equipment. I go into my karate equipment, and mind you, I stopped doing karate when I was like nine or ten. <laughs> I take the cup out of there.
1: Why did you have your karate equipment ready to go?
0: I don't know. Was, like I had to. I had to look for it. You know what I mean? It was underneath. Remember when my bed had like a drawer? Yeah, yeah I remember. Yeah, like it was. It was under there, and dude, I got the cup, <laughs> put it in my locker, and then my teammates found my cup. And then I did not hear hear the end of that for the rest of the year. <laughs> that was the most embarrassing story. Like, oh my god. Anyway, um, our matchup. That's why they call you Tiny Tim. <laughs> the Bills, <laughs> the Bills at the Brown. Let's start on the Bills side. Let's start with Michael Brown. Well, how we started talking about penises, uh, Michael's, <laughs> you did, Michael's boner man, uh, Devin Singletary, uh, he twenty carries last week. Yep. Very productive against the uh. Browns defense that has been extremely beatable on the ground. So with that being said, Michael, how do you feel about Devin Singletary in that backfield?
1: Look, Devin Singletary got forty touches last week to Frank Gore's 21, 24 rushes. Uh excuse me, twenty four touches overall, twenty rushes to Frank Gore's nine. So you gotta be ecstatic if he you're did not Devin. touch the ball forty times, just putting that out there. I said twenty four. You said forty. I said twenty four. What are you talking Yo, about? 40? Do we have to do we have to bet again? You're an Jason. Absolute, did he say did he say forty? He said forty. He said 40, yeah. I said four. No, he said, said 24. 40. You guys are the worst. Whatever. 20 <laughs> rushes for 95 yards. Three receptions for 45 yards. He scored the touchdown. It's his backfield now. Cleveland isn't tremendous against the run. They're also not terrible against the run. But this is at uh, in Cleveland in a game where it should be close. Um, Buffalo hasn't really had many challenges this year. I think you're going to try to establish a run, get Singletary involved. He's been absolutely electric when he gets the ball. I think he's a rock solid RB two this week, Jason. Uh, how do you feel about these pass catching options out in Buffalo? Denzel
0: Ward back uh, did get babied last week, just babied. But with that being said, Denzel Ward is back. John Brown is kind of a one trick pony. Uh, Cole Beasley has a touchdown in four straight games. Do you think that that continues?
1: Do you? How do you feel about the passing options in Buffalo? Hold on. Cole Beasley has a touchdown of four straight games. Did I just hear that right? Yes. It's, it's three. Okay. Oh, three. My okay. I was going to say four, I don't know four, about four seems a little insane. But on the topic of that, he has a touchdown of three straight games and he has 29 total fantasy points. He's the James White conversation. No, he's the bum. He's a bum. I'm never going to start Cole Beasley. You're and I'll never endorse starting Cole Beasley. If you're telling me this guy's going to score a touchdown and still only get you eight points in half PPR, fuck that. 23rd What's in DVOA. What he get you when he doesn't score a touchdown? 23rd in DVOA
0: against the slot is Cleveland.
1: One and a half. Fuck out of here. I'm never going to start Cole Beasley. Uh, John Brown, on the other hand, has actually been productive, and he actually catches balls over negative four yards from the line of scrimmage. Um so, I'm okay with starting John Brown. It's not too bad of a matchup. He's always been boom bust, uh, hasn't changed in Buffalo. He's been, he hasn't had a nicer floor, though. So, I mean, I wouldn't really he, say boom bust this year. He's had at least 51 yards in every he's single game. he just been just solid this year yeah. uh, with a boom potential, just hasn't boomed that much. So, you got to keep throwing him out there. He's been solid, but with a quarterback like Josh Allen, who's 25th in true throw value, you're rarely going to find more than one person that's fantasy relevant. Josh Allen is an interesting one this week because he has
0: been in this, you know, everyone's been looking at this stretch for him as this is the stretch where he's going to win some people some games. 21.2 against Miami was great, but then back-to-back 17-point performances against Philly and Washington. Now he gets Cleveland. One thing that Josh Allen has done really well is 115.4 passer rating in the end zone this season. I mean in the red zone this season. That's number one among all NFL QB, So he's been really money in the red zone. The problem is getting to the red zone. So with that being said, how do you feel about Josh Allen this week against the Cleveland defense that's giving up the 13th most points to quarterbacks?
1: You know, Josh Allen's super interesting because last year he was super boomer bust, either top five or bottom five. And now this year he's just like top 10 to 15 basically every week. Yeah, it's just like steady. It's very interesting. Against Cleveland, he's in a great spot though, so... I mean, I like Josh Allen as a QB1 this week. I have him at QB11, which is where he's been basically all season, and he's in a great matchup. Jason? You know Josh Allen has not passed 46 rushing yards this season and though, and only has two games above 40? Not great. Not running too much. That's why his ceiling isn't as high as in the past. But as you said, he's been a solid back in QB1. Facing Cleveland doesn't really change. He's going to stay in that group there. So let's go over to Cle- Dawson Knox you're not
0: you can't you can't bang on dogs and knocks
1: he needs to get more I involved. mean who first knocks in my socks off if you know what I mean
0: right. so let's go over to the other side of the spectrum and let's go over to the um the browns dude Odell Beckham jr man the people who drafted this guy to be the guy that he used to be barely cracked 10 last week seven 13 four three eight since week 12 hasn't been putting up the numbers, has been seeing the targets though, has been getting the targets, six targets, seven targets, eleven targets, six targets, seven targets. He has one of the highest, um, one of the highest percentages of targets per team in the league. Usage rate is up there. He's just not putting up the points. And against a team like Buffalo, who's been amazing against the wide receiver, man. I'm letting you know right now, and this might sound crazy, I'm starting Zach Pascal over Odell Beckham Jr. in one of my leagues this week.
1: I have Pascal ranked higher than OBJ. I mean, OB- I like us. OBJ huh? <laughs> said, "I like us." Jesus said, "I like us." Yeah. OBJ is getting the Tre'Davious White matchup, which is not good for fantasy. And look, like you said, he just he's not been OBJ. So at some point, it's week ten now, and he has not per- been performing ever since week two. Take away that eighty-yard touchdown on an absolutely disgusting play by the Jets, which the Jets have done all year, and this dude has not surpassed twelve PPR half PPR fantasy points. If you take away that touchdown, he's basically Allen Robinson, but worse. That's how bad it's been for OBJ. It's so because Baker Mayfield is thirtieth in true throw value. So the only disgusting. starting quarterback he's lower he's higher than is Mitchell Trubisky. Jeez, disgusting. But, yeah, so I don't know how you can trust OBJ as more than uh, low end wide receiver, too, which is what I have him at. And if you can't trust OBJ, you definitely can't trust Jarvis Landry. You definitely can't trust uh, but Antonio But Landry, Calloway. for some reason, has been getting the targets. Like Landry had 10 and 13 targets the last two weeks. What has he done with them? Yeah, he had, Nine had one and good 14 game. 14 half EPR fantasy points. Right. It's not great, but you got to think he gets more looks again with Jadavius White on OBJ. I have him as my wide receiver 35 this week. Someone... Landry and OBJ are tied at true t- t- uh, target value at thirty nine and forty. Can I ask you guys a question? Is something
0: happening with David Njoku that I don't know about? What do someone... you mean? the year, someone just spent fifteen dollars fab on him in is the Scott Fishbowl. Uh, he's eligible to oh, he's eligible to return at
1: some point. Yeah,
0: fifteen yeah. dollars. What?
1: Yeah, that's interesting. The hell? I don't know why anyone would want a tight end who's not healthy on the Browns who might come back for fifteen dollars. Makes no sense. Anyway,
0: um, so you
1: can he probably I mean, has AJ Jay Jai on his team. Let's too. talk about
0: the thing that we we started talking about earlier. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, set to come back in this game. Nick Chubb has been phenomenal. How much does Kareem Hunt eat into that workload for Chubb? And if he does, is he a fantasy viable option this week?
1: Look, Buffalo is a hard enough matchup as it is for Chubb and Hunt. Where if Chubb well, not a hard enough matchup. Just the Buffalo defense as a unit is good. They, they haven't been great against the run. It's just, it's not a great matchup for Chubb to show off his skill. So if he struggles, maybe that um that gives more work for Kareem Hunt going forward. But look, it's still, this guy has seen 20 rushes or more in five of the last six weeks. All right. He had four receptions last week. Dontrell Hilliard got some playing time. I expect Kareem Hunt to completely take that over. It's not like you were starting Hilliard anyways. Maybe he takes two to three more touches away from Kareem Hunt, but I don't see why Kareem Hunt still doesn't get 15 to 20 touches.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Jason, do you agree? 15
1: to 20? Yeah. I mean, Kareem it's, Hunt? That's a lot. No, Nick Chubb, dude. You said Kareem you said Hunt. Hunt. Yeah. You keep I, doing apparently that. Apparently, I forgot how to speak. <laughs> no, Kareem Hunt is not getting 15 to 20 touches. Chubb. All right, I'll very surprised should. by how nonchalantly you said that. Maybe yeah, right? like five to seven touches. Interesting. Um, well, listen, I agree with you. The I'm head sure. coach isn't going to say, yeah, a running back who's been suspended, slash, injured, slash, whatever, is going to come back and not see the ball at all. Like, that's not what he's going to say. And Dontrell Hilliard is just a guy. Kareem Hunt, uh, I'm pretty certain, is a better player than Dontrell Hilliard. So, Cream Hunt will see some touches, but. I don't. Know, we've been saying since January that this isn't a scary thing, and I still stand by that. Um, anyone else in this team that you'd like to discuss? Nay. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, that's yeah, it for good. part
0: one of our weekly preview for Week Ten. Michael, where could they find you? Michael underscore Patrat. Jason. Jason Petrap. You can find me at Tim Patrat on all social media outlets, but only for feeling real, real, media. real frisky. Don't forget social media. Brodo.com brotofantasy.com, Sorry Patreon.com Slash brotofantasy Get that waiver episode Get the extras You want those extras Trust me You want those extras Alright Word up With that being said we'll, We're gonna see you very soon yeah. In fact We could be seeing you right now Right It depends now. on you Will you play play I'm your father Will you press play Press play Bye Play Later